you know you're in for some shit when even the B-list and C-list stars of the movie are phoning it in just to collect a paycheck. We watched Camp Dread. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Moon Goons! Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me today, on this very hot and balmy day in St. Louis, is my best friend, Mr. Co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Hello, Marshall. I'm full of energy. Woo! I just got done watching this movie. I can't believe it. I just watched Cam Dread. And I- <laughs> Hmm. I wonder what Aaron thinks about this movie. Hey, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Yeah, we're, we're on the air. We're oh, I was just having a dream. I just having a dream. I watched a good movie. Oh. Just, why'd you wake me up? Why'd you do that to me, Marshall? I'm so sorry. It's just, oh, God. Uh, didn't realize you were having a good dream where I would have uh, oh, yeah. let you sleep a bit longer. Uh, <laughs> yes. We, uh, we watched Camp Dread this week. Um, yeah. So... It was released on May 19th of 2014. Um, I found it on Amazon. Aaron, did you find it there too? Anywhere else? Uh, I use the Microsoft Xbox thing. Microsoft thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's runtime, straight up like hour, hour and a half movie. Um, it was written and directed by Harrison Smith. Um, the cast, I'm not going into a whole lot of detail. On there's only cast. one there's we only, need to know. There's two people you need to know. Nah, there's just one. And the first being... Mr. Eric Roberts is Woo! in this movie. Uh, and then Daniel Harris is credited. And she's featured on the cover and given like almost top billing. But she's only in the movie for like five fucking minutes. And it's so disappointing. No, we just need one. We need Eric Roberts. Best of the best. Hello. Yeah, fuck you, man. Come on. But that's. I know who he is, but this is a goddamn horror podcast. And we're going to talk about Daniel Harris. Oh, I love Daniel Harris. That's the best. That's the the movie he was in. I know what movie it is. And it's so great because he's the best of the best. I keep saying that. I, it's like, I know what you're talking Doesn't about. Doesn't make it real, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the other gal, what was her name again? Daniel Harris. Okay, now, now what is she, what was her fame? Every, most horror fans are going to know her, but she got her start in uh, as uh, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie Lloyd in Halloween 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. she came back and did the remakes. Um with the Rob Zombie stuff, and she's just done a ton of other horror movies, like right. the Hatchet's first, uh, Hatchet series. She's been just see no evil too. I mean, just right. tons of horror stuff. Um, and that's the the other person for horror fans that, that uh, will recognize is uh, Felisa Rose. Uh, she she's kind of famous in the horror world, and she got her fame because she was the original Angela in the very first uh, Sleepaway Camp movie. That's where she got her fame, yeah. and, and she's mm-hmm. done just. A lot of other B horror movies too, just mostly all horror movies. Um, the only thing to note about the rest of the cast is that most of these people, even though are kind of no names, um, many of them also appeared in the same movies called Six Degrees of Hell, 
Zombie Killers, Elephant's Graveyard, and Hollow's Eve, which is also Daniel Harris. But a lot of the cast of all, were all in those movies as well. Um, and that's what I'm going to talk about for the cast for this week because it's just, ugh. yeah. Um, so the movie opens right away with just a montage of like audition tape footage of people wanting to be on like a reality show that's called Dead TV. Yeah, so it's a bunch of hot twenty somethings basically doing an en- en- enrolling into this program. Yeah, or, it's yeah like trying a, to be like a cast. It's like cast, a real yeah. world, like yeah. you know, like or any other what reality makes you show. Special. Describe yeah. yourself in three words. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a montage of all these going on. Um, after this, we cut to Eric Roberts, who's jogging out in the middle of nowhere, and he he has a cell phone in his hand, which I thought was a little weird because first of all, you're out in the middle of nowhere, and two, I don't do jogging or like working out. And just hold my cell phone in my hand the whole time. Like, it just seems odd. Yeah, I, I mean, I've jogged with my cell phone in my hand because it's falling out of my fucking pocket. So, I mean, I get it. But I'm also listening to music or something. Yeah, if you're you listening know? to music or headphones yeah. or, or anything like that, I get it. But he has no headphones on. He's not listening. He's just... He's running. waiting for a call. And He's waiting for a call. Doesn't he have his sunglasses on, too? Yeah, like, Probably. Very, very leisurely jog here. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he does stop mid-jog to listen to his voicemail. The phone doesn't ring or anything. He just stops to listen to his messages mid-run, which, again, is another really odd thing to do because he just – it doesn't ring. It's like <laughs> you've, you've been there for a while. You know this. Why checking in the middle of your run? <laughs> um, so now we roll the opening credits, and Roberts is now at some small-town diner and enter Daniel Harris, and she's the town sheriff in this small town. And they talk, and some background crap where that uh, we learned that her Daniel Harris's brother is one of her deputies, and he's outside in the truck or something. And apparently, Roberts knew Daniel's father from way back in the day. Yeah, you get, he's been in, he's comes and goes out of this town quite a bit. Yeah, because um, apparently, this Eric Roberts's character is, uh, I guess, at this point, a washed up. Um, movie director who basically got famous for doing a series of horror movies in the eighties called summer camp, which is, you know, kind of like a sleepaway camp or Friday the 13th. And I guess this town is where they they originally shot the film. So he's always been around. People get to know him. Uh, He shot films in there and you find out that he's had a, you know, kind of a nice relationship with the sheriff, which was the father of the two. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he was sheriff or not, but I don't remember that part, but yeah, they had some kind of relationship. Now, uh, during this conversation in the diner, uh, Danielle Harris does say she like she never watches horror movies she uh, horror because movies. she thinks they suck and they're awful. And wah, wah. yeah, so I mean, there's the big irony there. It's a nice day we're having. Oh yes. What? He said nice day, but he covered with rain. So? So he said it's when your brain no, it's not really a nice day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, he said the opposite. He's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. A nice day. Oh, now you're funny, too. Oh. So, irony. <laughs> yeah, irony guy uh, right there. Um, so, after this, we, we, we go to the introduction of this character named John, who apparently he worked with uh, Eric Robertson's past movies on in some capacity. And John, I, man, talk about a tight, tight, tight shirt. Man, that guy's got a tight shirt on. Yeah, he does. And and he it's not like, like he's a big muscular. He's just like a scrawny, like, he's, he's, like... He looks like your accountant, basically. He, he looks, like, he looks somewhat fit, but damn, he's really trying to hold on to his youth. I mean, yeah. he's going bald <laughs> as a motherfucker. He's got a goatee, I guess, which was hot in the 80s, and uh, his shirt is about as tight as it could be. I mean, yeah. it's like wetsuit tight. <laughs> you can see his little smuggling raisin nipples there. Oh, so... <laughs> 
So Roberts mentions that he is, um, you know, they're they're talking about this, and um, uh, they meet up at the the, the the summer camp where the film is going to take place. And they mention Robert says he has two dozen cameras set up in like a two mile radius, and we, most of them are just attached to trees. They're like uh, they're hunting cameras, basically. That uh, I remember seeing these used all the time, like Destination Truth or Josh Gates, the old sci fi show, which I really enjoyed. But um, or like hunters, like you know. Will, They'll track wildlife. They put them on cameras like deer or whatever. Um, I don't know. Did you look like you have something to say? No, you? I'm just thinking this. Like, so you got 36 cameras in a two square mile radius, right? That would be three dozen. Isn't that what they said? Two they said, dozen. Oh, so it's 24? Yeah. Only 24 cameras. Yeah. In two miles. Yeah. It's not a lot. It's not a lot of coverage. No. And the thing is, like, well, well, as it comes up a little bit in the, coming up, but there's no crew for this show. I mean, it's just, exactly. it's just the That's cameras just... that the people wear and then these, like, cameras that are set on trees. And most of these cameras, if if I'm correct, I could be wrong, but most of them, they're not video cameras. They're just, they're still, for t- they take, right. like, pick, like, a snapshot, like, every, like, few seconds or, or motion. Every, if a mo- like, something goes off in front of it, it will take a picture. It's it's. Pretty shitty. It's really it's shitty. It's a really shitty it's concept. It's super shitty. I mean, it's like, okay, concept is okay, you got cameras everywhere. How many? 24. Okay. In like the house? No. In a two mile <laughs> radius. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah, there's a Come lot. On. There's a lot of dead space out Jesus. there. Jesus. So, so um, Robertson takes John to like the control room. Um, again, yeah, this is where they, he tells him like, there's no formal crew, and it's just. Eric Roberts, this John guy, and then this girl, Rachel, who hasn't shown up yet, um, are, like, the only three people that are going to be involved in this thing, other than the contestants. The yeah, kids. that's that's your crew. Yeah. Three people. Three people. And technically, no, when I say none of them are really, except for Eric Roberts, not, like, crew, because I think they're, the other two people are both actors in the movies. Or, I think. Well, no, I think old tight shirt was, like, behind the scenes. He was, was he? Yeah, I thought at one point yeah. he said he was the killer in one of the movies. So. No, that was the chick. No, she was... She was the killer number two. Yeah, well, I thought they said John was the killer number three. Wow. I doesn't fu- who fucking doesn't cares? fucking matter. So John, and he shares he, he like shares the concerns about these con- these kids slash contestants because uh, basically they're all like troubled youths and who need like real counselors and real help, not this make believe right. bullshit. So yeah, and. Then, you know, this is where we learn out Eric Roberts is using this show as, like, the blueprint for a remake of his 80s movie. He wants to bring it back and remake it and, is, and using this as the blueprint for it. Now, we cut to this SUV point up at a small-town gas station, and we meet most of the kids and contestants in this scene. Um, so, basically, I just say we start meeting the fodder at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Uh, um, most of these kids are pretty much all devoid void of any kind of character depth or personality oh um, the acting is so dead yeah they're, they're one-dimensional characters uh, they're, they're one one trick ponies one note uh, we have adrian uh who's like the brooding loner girl who's like oh uh, i pout by myself and then we have the bitchy girl katie uh the pretty blonde who turns to be a lesbian sarah um the possibly closeted and homophobic jack uh novak and then we have horny perv, smart ass guy named Vinny, and then we have just plain old boring good, Matthew. Good old boy Matthew. Yeah, who for some reason why this guy if everybody's so trouble he's like the most normal yeah. guy here. He yeah. has, does not belong to this group at all. He's got some man titties on him. Yeah, and I want to try to remember He's got some manograms on him. I hope you can remember this, but at, when we get done to this, I want to come back and talk about Matthew when we learn about stuff for the movie. When we, um, so they all arrive at the camp. They're greeted by Roberts. And the next scene is Roberts is giving them a rundown of the show. 
and whatnot. And then, but all of a sudden, like the number of the kids just grows. All of a sudden, we, all the kids we saw, yeah, it's like, like a whole new SUV. Like, yeah, it's like so. a whole like four more characters pop up out of nowhere. Just mm-hmm. they're not there, and then they're there. And uh, so we now we get scenes of each kid going into their respective cabin. And Robert just watched him in the control room. Now, again, this is really fucking weird, and I don't think it would ever happen. But each kid got their own cabin. cabin. Not they didn't, and you've never seen a reality show. Like everybody's like bunked together, so everybody's yeah, in the so same that, room. Yeah, so that's where you make the drama. That's where the drama yeah, everybody's just off doing their own thing. Get off my bunk, motherfucker! Yeah, you know, yeah. It's in tight quarters. You keep everybody together. Just everybody's got their own fucking cabin. Yeah, here. sweet. You know, it's like if I need a detox, I'm like, I'm gonna go back to not yeah, because half the people think this is like there was like they, most people said it was their the. It was either come to do this camp mm-hmm. or jail or rehab. Yeah, so it's like this is the type of quality of person you have. You basically yeah. <laughs> either they're going to go to jail yeah. or they're so drugged out that they're going to go to rehab. Yeah, and, or or they get go on a reality TV show. It's like sure. what? <laughs> sure. And you know, again, coming coming back to it, you know, jail or rehab. So you think they'd be junkied out? Yeah. Right. And like one or like booze just or drugs or uh, so, but it's like. There really wasn't anyone going, man, I really need some fucking there, heroin. There was no or drugs I really in need this some movie. booze. There's no drugs. Nobody drinks. There's no drinking. There's no booze. I mean, I get There's more to... exercise in this movie than there is drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's supposed to be rehab, so there wouldn't be in that, but it really makes no sense. Yeah. But, and the other thing that would make sense is even if, like, okay, there's a girl's cabin and a boy's cabin. Okay, keep this in the two cabins for each sex, but mm-hmm. again, Everyone everybody gets their has their own. Cabin. own. Sweet. Um, so, and in the cabins, they each find a digital picture frame that's preloaded with like pictures of themselves and a script um so again which is weird because this is supposed to be a rally show why the fuck is there a script well he does say or like eric roberts at one point he does say you know there's no such thing as reality tv it's scripted down to the last detail yeah uh, he says that in the uh diner with uh the sheriff oh yeah he does yeah. okay he does say that that's right so but anyway brooding ariana adrian uh, she doesn't care for her picture frame. She just she sees the picture and she throws it across the room. She's like, really screams. bothered She's by it. Really yeah. bothered by it. And um, so let's uh, all right, let's mention one of the new contestants that's who magically appeared is a one legged black man. He has one leg. Man, you want to talk about double dipping and diversity? Yeah, you know, I mean, you got the black guy, and then you got a, he's handicapped too. It's like, come on, this yeah. poor bastard. Uh, so we have one like black guy, and then we also have. So I got a question: Did you do any, re- do any research on him? Is he actually a one? Is I wish you a... have to. I I did not research that far into him, but but I would just based... by all appearances, it sure does. He sure look looks like, like it. it. Yeah, yeah. So like, good on him because we see him without the leg on several times, mm-hmm. and see this. I'm thinking it's pretty legit. Yeah, I could be totally wrong, but who knows? Looks good. Um, so and then besides one leg black guy, we also have like guy. I just call guy with good hair, just because in his audition, That's he was like, his audition. Watching, he's like. Oh, I have good hair. hair. Uh, who, he seems sick. He's the one who seems like he's the only one going through any kind of drug withdrawals because he's like kind of sick when you first see him, like hungry mm-hmm. over, looking a little sweaty. Other than that, everybody else is fine. Uh, and there's a black girl who dresses like a goth or a dominatrix girl or yeah, something like that. I like her. And uh, that's based. And then there's, I think, another guy who, but I don't fucking know about him. And uh, so, we're, so that basically tells you the quality that we're getting into exactly, here. Yeah. Um, so we're like, t- unless you don't have a striking difference, like missing a fucking <laughs> leg or look like a dominatrix, you're going to get whitewashed right over. Yeah, that's exactly what mm. pretty much it is. Yeah, there's none of these people have fucking personalities no, at all. They're, they're one trick points. Um, so 
we're taking this large empty wooden building where Roberts is like, well, I guess this was like the dining hall or something. Like it's, yeah. it's empty right now, but it's like a big meeting place. And he's talking to all the kids and, um, yeah. And this is where he says you're here because you're JR rehab, blah, blah, blah. And during his speech, he tells them that the winner of the show will get $1 million and that the head counselor is Rachel Steele, who is, was the star of his movie summer camp. And the black girl, she about has an orgasm about hearing this news. So she, she's a horror. She's, she's a horror head. She, she loves yeah. horror movies. She loves so horror movies. she would maybe be a fan of this podcast. Who knows? Yeah. But she's a big horror fan. So that's cool. Yeah. You know? So she, she like giddy or the fact that Rachel Steele is going to be here. Um, so Roberts now gives them like a walking tour of the facilities, which includes a walk-in freezer that is turned off and has a broken latch. And he warns them, stay away from it. Don't go yeah, in there. Foreshadow. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing. Just, just a touch of foreshadowing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he also warns them about bears, which is bullshit because they never come back. I would love to have seen a bear yeah. kill somebody in this and movie. He really emphasizes how there's black bears. Yeah. You know, it's like there's there's 400-pound black bears, which is actually small for a black bear. Yeah. You know, these motherfuckers get up to about 800 pounds. Actually, our I thought black bears were smaller. I thought brown bears. They are smaller, but, but brown bears, Kodiak bears, grizzly bears. No, Kodiak's are giant. They're they like they the can biggest bears. Those are gigantic. gigantic. Those yeah. can get to be like twelve hundred pounds. Okay, so yeah, but again, like we don't see any animals in this movie. They're out in the middle, of, like the wilderness. No bears, no fox. There's nothing. Not even a you know bug, really. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty devoid of wildlife. And then he also tells them that they're pretty much unsupervised. He tells all these unsupervised and troubled kids that there is a handgun with ammo in the main desk in the boathouse. What? Why would what? you tell them that? Yeah, it's like, hey, tr- kids, that sh- you should be in jail. Hey, troubled youth. Yeah. Why Who have, a- <laughs> like, anger issues <laughs> yeah. and impulse issues. Homicidal tendencies. Yeah. There's a gun with ammo right there. It's unlocked. If you need it, <laughs> yeah. that's where it's at. Yeah. Just get heads up. Huh? What? <laughs> What are you I mean, talking this just, about? This whole show is like a giant lawsuit right. waiting to happen. Oh, man. So, um, smart-ass pervy guy um, says he wants to get caught on camera jerking off. And not just jerking off, but jerking off like hardcore, like sweaty, red-faced. And I don't know why, but that's his thing. Like, I want to get caught on camera, so it goes viral. And that's his claim to fame. That's retarded because yeah. anybody can do that anytime. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you can do that on a webcam and just put that on YouTube. We can do that really... right now together. And guess what? No one's going to watch. <laughs> uh, so now, sick guy with good hair, he's like, he's saying, I don't want to stay here, that he needs real rehab and not this reality show bullshit. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, he's like the one guy. But of course, they say he has to stay because if one person forfeits, everyone loses the money. And this is when angry, homophobic Jock Novak loses his shit hearing this. And he just unloads on good hair guy, threatening him and saying, I'll kill him if he causes me to lose out on the money and just getting angry, just irrationally angry. And Rachel now finally shows up. She's dropped off by a driver. And we go back to good hair guy sneaking out of his cabin with like his backpack and his stuff, just all of his stuff. And he just walks out into the woods. So he's like mm-hmm. making, trying to, he's like, fuck he's it. He's making a break for yeah, it. Yeah, he's trying to go. He wants to get off drugs. Yeah, I can't blame the guy. <laughs> um, so as he's walking through the woods, he stops to see if his phone, cell phone has any reception. And from out of fucking nowhere, he just gets denised. Uh, meaning that he gets a shot to the eye by a fucking arrow. <laughs> 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 Spoiler <What>? alert. <laughs> but that's, you should know up on that. <laughs> what happened? 
He got killed out yeah. of nowhere. I was actually falling asleep <laughs> while I was watching this, and I heard the scream like, Ugh! I just woke up. I mean, this whole time they're talking and doing stuff, it's so dry. The acting is so shitty. I'm just like, Ugh. and all of a sudden I heard, ah! I'm like, huh? no, no. Huh? just woke up. Like, what the fuck happened? I had to rewind it because I was falling asleep. <laughs> That's so bad. So we go back to Roberts and John and Rachel. They're talking in like Roberts' cabin and uh, about good hair guy walking off. Like, oh, he walked off. Roberts doesn't give a shit. He's like, I don't care. Yeah, I will fuck on. And then John's like, you know, that's pretty fucked up. Got the lawsuit. We got to find this kid. Um, and then Rachel accuses him of like messing with these troubled kids and like you're you're just doing this to mess with these kids. They need real help. And then Roberts is like. He throws it right back at him, saying, you two made a career in my movie slashing and hacking up kids and messing with their minds, so how dare you tell me what... I'm like, what? That has nothing to... That was fake. These this are is real fiction. Kids. This is reality. Yeah, you know, or these, these are real people. Who need serious help. <laughs> and so Rachel mentions that that's why she left the business. Like, that's why I left, because I, uh, I went back to school to become an a, a accredited, legit counselor, which she's really shitty at. She's the she's fucking really worst bad. counselor I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, um, now during this we see all the dirty laundry that comes out between all three of them here yeah, you know, all, all, the, all the baggage you know, you know, dirty little secrets come out they're all bitching at each other yeah and they, basically it's like they're, they're, they're not really as close or friendly as they originally appear to be or you think they are last yeah. word John fuck you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so eventually John says that's it I'm out I'm quitting I want nothing to do with this and he leaves last word last word fuck you um, so That's what he says he's walking away. I'm like, it's eh, weird. <laughs> so Rachel chases after him, trying to get him to stay, but he's like, no, I'm leaving. So at this point, we go to Rachel's first group counseling session with the kids, and this is where we start finding out just why these kids are here and what makes them quote unquote troubled. And the rundown goes as this. So this is the counselor doing this. By yeah, the this way. is the counselor. This is the counselor doing. Yeah, this. Yeah, so much for like privacy, you know, hmm. privacy acts. We're gonna air out everyone's dirty laundry in front of everyone. Yeah. So Katie, the bitchy girl, she was caught having sex in her parents' bed, and it turns out she had an, an abortion because of it, and she posted it on Facebook, which pissed off her father because his fa- the father is supposedly a pro-life judge. So that's why she's here. So why again, would she go to jail? Exactly. Don't why? know. And she's not on drugs. So, again, it makes no sense. There we go. Uh, Novak, just they say he has a possible homicide involvement. That's it. That's all we know. He, so he, he, he's, he's a we, person he, of interest, he's maybe? He's got some but, trouble with the law. But even if he was a per, if he was suspected in a homicide, especially if it was an ongoing case, they, I yeah. don't think they would let him go do this. No. He would be like, uh, you no. guys stay here. No, no, motherfucker, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now Sarah, who brought her girlfriend to her parents' Christmas party, and uh, turned out, and which turned into a coming out party, where they, her and her girlfriend both got drunk, and they made, out, made a little Mary Mary underneath the Christmas tree at the party. So, again, no drugs, no criminal behavior. She has just, homosexuality. She's just a lesbian yeah. who made out with her girlfriend at a family party. And he's like, nope, you got to go here. <laughs> um, so, and now we get what to... What kind of, like, alternative universe are we living in? I know, it's, it's bonkers. So, now we have Matthew, plain boring Matthew, who had a perfect score on his military ASVAB this test. This one doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no sense. And he refused to go into the Marines, even after his general father pulled strings to get him in as an officer... And it turns out his brother was killed in Afghanistan. So he's just a conscientious objector. Yes, but yet he <laughs> needs to go to jail or rehab. 
Oh he my. seems like a real troubled youth. Yeah, he's, he's so intelligent. Troubled. He's got leadership skills. He just doesn't want to go in the military. Yeah. So now we go to Vinny, who he's the one who wanted to get caught jerking off. And basically, he videotaped his stepmother cheating on his Wall Street father and posted the sex tape on a website. Again, Again no nothing rehab, illegal. No, yeah, I... Maybe invasion of... I don't know, but still, that's that's a stretch. It is a big stretch. And now Calvin, who is the one-legged black guy, he lost his leg and his girlfriend and his chance to play pro ball, which that's racist. Yeah. It's one black guy is the guy yeah. who could go play pro ball. And what, what, what is ball? Yeah. What kind of ball? It doesn't say football or basketball. Baseball, it just says football, ball. basketball. You know, what's ball? Um, yeah, you're right, because they'll give you no inkling of what sport. Nope. Uh, now we get to... Mingwar Altima, who is, he's just one of these weird kids, like kids who just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, he's I and what a fucking name that is. Who would Ming Mingwar Altima? M I N G Y U R. You would think that's like a ethnic name, someone who has an ethnic look about him, or like you know, like maybe I don't, maybe some kind of like I don't know if it's Asian or sure. Arabic or some, what, but right, something. Right. But no, nope. nope. He just looks like a kid from the valley. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he's here because he had sex with two underage girls. Now I'm wondering if it's at the same time because they don't really say. But now that I can understand jail for that. He would does be... try to clarify. I was 19. They, they were 17, 17. Yeah, which is a very sad thing that does really happen it from does. time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now we get Melissa. She's the uh, gothic dominatrix girl. Um, and Rachel says she doesn't have anything on her at all. Like, there's no files She's on her. She's a mystery. So, like, why is she even here? And so, I kind of, I kind of, I'm like, I was a little hooked by that. I was like, okay, well, But now there's this... no payoff to that. None. There's nothing. None. Yeah, because I was like, okay, well, this chick, you know, she's got the interesting look. She's in the horror movies, you know, so let's, let's, maybe there'll be something more to her. Yeah, yeah. nothing. And then Adrian, she has a nervous, she, they said she had a nervous breakdown last year. She was committed to buy Barry a mental facility after attacking. Bum, bum, bum. She, and then, because Adrian screams before Rachel can finish the sentence, and it cuts away to Robert watching them on the monitors and just smiling, smiling. like a schmuck. <laughs> Eric Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we, we jump back to John, who's now back at the small town gas station slash general store. Yeah, chatting it up with. Uh, yeah, he's just the making like, clerk, a, like a little you know, sandwich like, to go. Yeah, he and, knows he knows the clerk, and you know, talks to her. They're oh, the good old days. Yeah, and John, and John seems shit. like a really outstanding guy. Does he's really nice yeah. and friendly. Like, yeah. He wishes the best. Good luck to you. Blah blah blah. And he gets his food. He says his goodbyes, and he starts to drive home. And as he's driving, he calls his wife to tell her that hey, I'm coming home. This doesn't work out. I'm not going to do this. And he pulls out his sandwich, and he starts oh, to sorry. eat his sandwich. I was still falling asleep at this part, too. But after two bites of his sandwich, he's, he begins coughing, gagging, and choking. Choking on his tight shirt. His shirt just got tighter <laughs> and tighter. And he's like, <laughs> There's no room for his stomach to expand. I can't breathe. His shirt's so tight. The two <laughs> bites of sandwich made his stomach expand so much, his shirt couldn't take it. Uh, but he's able to pull the car over to where he falls out of the driver's seat, coughing up bits of sandwich. But he falls to the ground, choking, coughing, and he seems to die like mama cats. Um, kids, ask your parents or maybe even your grandparents who mama cats was. <laughs> so yeah, so, so he's, he, he chokes on his sandwich. He didn't choke because he's gas. He's breathing in and out, right. in and out. So he's not choking. By you know, he's not from a medical standpoint. He's breathing fine. So I'm thinking it's poison. 
What is this sandwich poison? I thought that too, but there's again, you there's no, it never comes back. There's Who no the indication. Fuck with the, what's going on? And, yeah, what is what why? the fuck was this about? Yeah, it's pointless. It makes no sense. None. If it if it's just a random, oh, he choked on a sandwich and died. Well, they get that's random, but if it's poison, there's no callback to it later. There's no none. We have no idea who would have poisoned it or how they'd even know to poison that I mean, one particular you're going, sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you're breathing. You know, so I can only think it's poison. I don't know, but that th- that kill that death just bothers me so much. Retarded. Tight shirt death. That's what it was. Tight shirt. <laughs> so crushed by his tight shirt. Back in the camp, Rachel's telling the kids just. How the game works, like the reality show is going to work. And basically, just there's a killer on the loose, and you need to be the last one standing to win. If you're killed, a black cloth will be put over your cabin door for purposes of the show, to, to show that you've been eliminated. Um, during all this, they will be working like real camp counters and getting the camp ready to open as if it was a real camp. And there will also be tasks slash challenges related to this, and if these are how they can earn immunity from being killed off. Which is bullshit. There's only one of these, and they don't even finish it. <laughs> so, again, it's nothing yeah. happened. <laughs> um, time passes. They're sitting around a fire talking. Um, Matt starts questioning this whole thing, and he's like, this isn't adding up. Um, Novak continues to be a major asshole. Yeah, this guy's really got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he does. Like, he's, he's, the, he's the real antagonist of the story, like... You know, everyone keeps questioning his sexuality, but it's like mostly to get a rise out of yeah, him. Yeah, it's, it's like, like you just go, you just go, hey, you like you like dicks, don't you? I'll kill you. I'll kill you. He just, yeah, he just gets so angry, like so animated. Out. You know, it's it's pretty stupid. Yeah. So Adrian now comes clean about her past and why she's here. Now, according to her, she killed her brother in self defense, saying that he raped her for over a year. So one night while he was sleeping, she went into his room and stabbed him repeatedly. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, that is not self-defense. That's straight-up murder. Uh, Justifiable, perhaps, but still murder. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a real slippery slope, you know? I mean, you kind of have to... I mean, I mean if, if she killed him in the process of being attacked or raped, that would be self-defense. But if he's sleeping and you just walk in and kill him, but that's if, murder. But if you're a victim for years and years and years, and, you know, he's a bigger guy, he was on the football team, that kind of thing, you know, it's, it's, I could see it almost as a self He could have been a punter act. for all we know. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> Fuck you, punters. Except Johnny Hacker. Johnny Hacker, you're awesome. You'll and, never hear this, but you're awesome. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll, we'll let's move on, but. Uh, so, her parents then sent her away after she killed her brother, and by sent away, it really, really means locked up in the Byberry Mental Hospital. And she closes out her story saying her parents only came to see her once, and that was to tell her about this camp slash show, and that if she did it, they would let her come back yeah, home. Yeah, the parents don't give a fuck about her. No. Adrian can suck it. Well, she says, oh, the, the brother was the prize yeah, student. Was the, he, was, he was the apple of their eye. He was number one, blah, blah, a, blah. He was one fine pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a blue ribbon hog, that one. <laughs> so more time passes. It's late now. Katie comes out of her shower to find Sarah sitting on her bed. And they both of them exchange why they're both here, which we already know why they're here because we right. just went over that. And, uh, again, Katie says she's here because her parents threatened to cut off her cut her off money-wise, which, again, doesn't make – It doesn't make, doesn't make any sense. No, because uh, – so 
And then Sarah says she had a choice of two camps. This one in a reprogramming camp where they think they can cure homosexuals. Pray the gay away. Yeah, pray the gay away camp. Um, Sarah tells Katie that she, she wants, you know, I think we should stay together because there's safety in numbers. We'll take shifts sleeping. And so, like, all right, fine. And next is a montage of everyone in their cabins either sleeping or lounging around reading the scripts, except for Novak, who's working out. And there's a knock on his cabin door, and he goes to answer it, but it cuts away again, so we don't know who was there, who he talks right. to. We don't know nothing. Yeah. And then they show in these camera angle views, and they have like a timer running at the yeah. top, yeah. so you know it's the you know the cameras that are running. Because I want to talk about that later. Okay, all right. Um, so it uh, cuts away the next morning, where we get more montage of the kids. They're goofing around, you know, having their fun while uh, Roberts just watches them from his control room lair. <laughs> yeah, um, and more again, more time passes, and we come now. We come to the first challenge. Yeah, which Rachel Rachel calls the American Gladiator Challenge, which is just pugo sticks on the dock, and you try to knock your opponent into the water. Yeah, and the dock they're fighting. I mean, it's not like a thin like catwalk type. I mean, it's a pretty big yeah, it's dock. Pretty, it's pretty solid. You know, you gotta really knock the shit out of each other to knock each other and, off. And first of all, these pugo sticks, they're just kayak oars that somebody taped foam around the edges of. That's really, all, dangerous. They're, they're really dangerous. They're really dangerous. Really dangerous. <laughs> they're really dangerous. There's a thin <laughs> line of foam around a kayak oar that they're just swinging it's like around. a big chunk of wood. Just <laughs> whack. <laughs> just imagine well, they're not, that. They aren't wood, but they are solid, heavy plastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're still dangerous. So, um, Adrian Novak, they square off first. Yeah, Novak's like, I'll do it, I'll do it. And Adrian's like, I got him. And let's face it, I mean, Adrian, she's just a, she's a gal, but this Novak guy is pretty much in Well, shape at this point, and, they've been going back and yeah, forth. Yeah, they've, they've, they've been there's been, been some each other's shit. So, anyway, they're going to face but off. But Novak should destroy her. They're going to face off and American Gladiator style. After an overly choreographed Pugo stick fight, Adrian, Adrian wins, knocking Gets Novak into the best of him, knocks him into the water. Yeah. And he pops up, pulls her into water, and just starts drowning her. He, right he's on the spot. so mad. He jumps up, throws her into the water, and he starts like strangling her, murder style. Yeah, holding her under the water. And this is where we get an under the water cam shot of her <laughs> drowning with the little numbers at the top. So this is one of those cameras that's being used. I was just like, "What the fuck?" Well, I was so annoyed by that. No, okay. If that was the case, the only thing I could explain is because. Roberts, we they do all wear little cameras attached to them, so it could oh. have been like Novak's camera okay. or okay. hers under the water. Okay, but still, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for that, I told you, but yeah, but they all had, were told they had to use little cameras on them at all uh. times. Um, so eventually, he does let her go, and everybody rushes in to separate the two. And he's like, "Oh, it's cool." Yeah, Don't, I was just, I was just playing. Yeah, I was just, you know, doing it for the cameras. Well, yeah, and yeah. now, now this takes us to Novak having his one-on-one counseling session with Rachel where he tells her, like, I don't play well with others and that he wanted everyone to think he was going to kill Adrian for the show. And um, he also mentions during the scene that uh, he was told that there would be another, but we, again, we don't know what it means because, again, it changes topic. So it's, it's almost like the old Star Wars, like, yo, like, there is another, you know, yeah. like, there's another Skywalker out there. <laughs> He's not our only hope. There is another. But, um, and this is where, you know the counselor. The counselor's uh, abilities are shown to be absolute dog shit. Oh, awful! Because he seems like he's kind of acting out. You know, cry for help, and she's just shitting all over the place. Can't even like fathom anything. That's going no, on. she's yeah, uh, awful counselor. And 
so Rachel's now talking to Robert, trying to find out who's playing the quote-unquote killer and who is actually going to be doing these eliminations. And Robert tells her he has a team that stays in town that comes out here as scheduled to prowl around and do their thing. That's his, that's his answer. And then she asks him who's putting up the prize money if there really is a million-dollar prize because she's starting to think something's yeah, off, Yeah, where does the money come from? Where's your backer? Yeah. And he tells her that he can't say, but that, hey, your check cashed, right? So don't worry about it. So he's paid her. And apparently she's already cashed the check, and she's here to work. So yeah. there's obviously money coming from somewhere. So now Katie and Cowan, the one-legged guy, are out jogging together. Matt goes to check on Adrian after the near-drowning experience. Uh, Calvin's talking about his motorcycle accident and how it killed his girlfriend. And he's doing this while his parents, uh, or, or he's running. I'm not parent. Again, really racist and cliche because he's running and his pants are so far down his ass that I'm surprised they're even staying on while he's running. I didn't notice. Dude, oh. Sorry. And he's got like a towel tucked into our attic. I, I don't know shirt. how it's these. It's shirt. Oh, the shirt. Okay. Yeah. I just don't know how those things were staying on. Um. So, and it kind of reminds me, like, how these things are staying up. Remind me, like, how Adebisi's tiny little hat always stayed on in Oz. <laughs> I always wonder, like, how does that thing stay on? Oh, <laughs> I thought about this about these kids' pants. How do they stay up? So, Katie uh, gets a text all of a sudden saying that her account has been terminated. And then Calvin notices that he's not getting any reception, and even though he never canceled his service. Uh, Katie, for some reason, gives him a kiss at this yeah. point, and then she she kisses him, and he's like, "Okay." She's like, "I'll see, I'll see you back at the yeah. camp." Yeah, it's weird. Like this... instead of him being like, "Sweet, I'm gonna be right up in that ass," yeah, coming with her, he just goes <laughs> and like go continues run. his jog. But again, what? that's just it's so weird because up at this, point, there's no like meet cute between those two. There's no like them oh, flirting. No. It's just hey, we have one conversation. Katie kisses him and it runs off. Now she is the uh, promiscuous one, so maybe she's just into every everybody, everybody. with a dick, yeah. she, every... or not. <laughs> so, yeah, it just—I don't know. I just found that really odd. It made it came out of nowhere. And so Calvin continues running. He goes on his own way, and he hears someone approaching from behind. He turns around, and says, "Oh shit, hey!" Like he knows the person, and that's when he's pushed over. Yeah, and he we... gets he gets shoved over. He gets pushed down. And we hear the sounds of bones breaking as he hits the ground. So his one remaining shin bone is now broken, is broken, and now protruding through his skin. So he got a, so someone shoved him over, and from that shove he sustained a compound fracture. He's got a se- yeah. <laughs> the weakest bones. That's a serious. It's Mr. Glass's kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Glass. Yeah. He's yeah serious calcium issues. If that's how easily his bone just yeah, I mean, breaks. It's just- Broke right out of his skin. He just got pushed over. He's got, like, he's got like bird leg, bird bones, like, and he's, bones. He's, he's in great shape. But this makes no sense. None. None. He's in the best shape of all the guys yeah, here. Well, in, him and Novak are in good shape, but he, he's yeah. in, he's ripped. He's in fantastic shape. He was supposed to be a pro athlete, yeah. and he just breaks. He just shatters. God, hope it wasn't football, because geez, they, I would be, be pro. He'd be dead. God damn. <laughs> so. So now the killer, who we don't see, takes Calvin's fake leg off, just rips it off him, and then beats him to death with his own fake beats leg. Beats to death with a, with a <laughs> fake leg. Unique. Haven't seen that one before. Um, so we're, now we rejoin Katie as she's jogging. Novak comes out of nowhere. They bump into each other. Uh, he says, like, he went for a run around the lake or something. And she's like, hey, how do I know you're not the killer? And his response is, if I was, I'd fuck you to death. 
Now. This guy's aggressive. Yeah. Jeez. Now, calm cut, down. Cut to the two of them making out and getting ready to fuck each other in one of the cabinets. And Kitty just was kissing on Calvin like five minutes ago. So we know she's that's that's her MO. She just wants the dick. Yeah. I, she, ugh, she wants, uh, I don't like <laughs> Sorry. Meanwhile, it shows Adrian. She's sitting alone on a park bench, and Roberts is watching her, watching Katie and Novak having sex on the monitors. And, and we do see Katie does have some nice tits in this movie. Some very nice tits in this for her. Um, <laughs> nice, nice tits, nice tits, nice guys. Tits. Okay, so yeah. get the positives. Where there's get credit where credit's due. Very nice tits. <laughs> uh, but Novak has trouble getting it up, and she's trying to jerk him off, but it's not working. And she tell he tells her that she he needs her to tell him. Not to fuck her. So he can only get hard if it's when like, a girl doesn't want it. It was like not consensual. So, oh, that's dark. Yeah. That's pretty dark. Yeah. He's I like, can only get hard when someone doesn't want it. Yeah. She's like, ah. she, she's like, you get, tell me not to fuck you. Tell me not to come in you and tell me this. And, and then after a while, he's like, she starts getting like, fuck this. Get off me. No, I'm mm. done. And he's like, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, like the more she says, no, really get off me, the more turned on he gets. And he Bust his nut. He busts all over her stomach, which... They actually show. Yeah, which, I grant, I guess his boner is sticking out of the top of his waistband because how but, they get yeah, through the so underwear she's just is beyond me. But spooge all over, and they pan yeah. down like, hey, look at that, spooge. Yeah, spooge. Yeah, come on. Um, which I was surprised they showed. Like, yeah, that's, you really don't see spooge shots No, too you much. really don't. Which Outside porn, you don't really see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Katie wipes her hand through the cum, and then with the cum-covered... Hand slaps Novak across the face, leaving the cum smeared on his cheek. <laughs> There's cum everywhere in this yeah, movie. All right. <laughs> and she says, not Bloody the first time that's been there. <laughs> yeah, so she makes another gay joke. Um, and, of course, that pisses Novak off. And he attempts to start. He just starts strangling her. Yeah. And But she's saved by a knock on the door. Novak threatens that if she tells anybody he's going. she's going to go home in a body bag. And we cut away again. That's so, it. We never see who's knocking on these doors. It's like the third time we get somebody knocking on a door. Um, so time passes again at this point, and people re- start realizing that Calvin is missing and assume that he's been eliminated from the show. Rachel hangs a black cloth over the cabin of the door, guy with good hair, and he's like, all right, now I guess I have to go do this for Calvin. She moves on. She's joined by Melissa, the gothic girl, and inside Ca- Calvin's cabin... They find all of his stuff still there. It's like, wait a minute. And so they find that's a little odd. Like, why is the stuff yeah, still there? Yeah, so he's, he's gone. Eliminated? Why did he take any of his yeah. stuff? Yeah. And so Rachel tells her that she has an idea, but again, it changes scenes before we can find out what it is. Uh, now it's nighttime. Rachel breaks into Robert's cabin, takes his laptop, which by some way, by, I'm sorry, I highly doubt this place has Wi-Fi. Because every time we see someone using this laptop, it's plugged into nothing. And why is it a ThinkPad? Who uses a ThinkPad? That's anymore? true. Yeah, you know, I mean, ThinkPads are, I guess, they're usually in business and stuff. I get, it, but think, I don't know who, who, I don't know anyone who owns a ThinkPad. I don't know anybody who owns one either. I've seen someone at work with a ThinkPad, but it was like, that's it. I don't understand the point of one. Like, just, just I don't either. I don't, I don't it. know. It's like Palm Pilots, and they're like, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, why? <laughs> weird. So, but yeah, it's never plugged in. There's no Ethernet cable, but it's always working. Um. She starts looking through the files, and she finds storyboards for the show, and she keeps saying, like, shit over and over again. So she's seeing stuff that she doesn't believe. 
And eventually we notice that the storyboards are coinciding with exactly everything that's happened up to this point in the movie. Um, we see good, good hair guy's death with an arrow through his yeah. eye. We even see the sex scene between Novak and Katie. It's yeah, storyboarding. It just, just happened. Like it. Yeah. Um, so he's storyboarding out everything. Yeah. Uh, so then we see pictures of Novak and Adrian and next to both of them, it reads possible antagonists one and two, and then just lists out why they'd make good killers. And but I'm not going to list them all, but it's like homicidal tendencies, you know, all their per- right, like yeah. psychological background traits. And just like I guess the it. number ones are Adrian and Novak. Novak, yeah, like those, top, those are the only two yes, you see. The top yeah, ones one or two. whatever. Yeah. So at this point, Rachel hears Roberts pulling up outside. She rushes to shut down the laptop before he can catch her. She sneaks out the back door. Then she, we see her slide a flash drive under Melissa's door, and she loads up onto her laptop. Which again, like. Why is she the only one with a laptop? Yeah. I d- Nobody else has shit here. Like, it, they brought, like, basically one bag of clothes. Yeah, like, it's And that's camp. it. Yeah. It's, it's like you leave all that stuff behind you, focus on yourself, kind of grab. Yeah. You don't bring your it, laptop. You don't bring your it's iPad. A real, and you want, you yeah. know, this is 2014, so it's not like, you know, the, the social mm-hmm. media is around. It, uh, shows have locked that shit down. Big not time. But she's like somehow has a laptop. Why would they even have their fucking phones? Exactly. It's basically computers. Yeah. You know? I mean, they are computers. So. Exactly. Um, so back to Rachel, she loads the flash drive up and starts going and we go to Rachel. She's getting ready for bed. Robert shows up saying he saw her on the cameras outside the office. So I figured we needed to talk. Uh, and he also tells her that Calvin was just, uh, he was just at Calvin's cabin picking up his thing so they can be sent home, which again, we know is a lie. And she asks him where he is and if he said anything and Roberts tells her that he's back in town and he was surprised at who the killer was. Wake up! Wake up! <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, uh, confronts her again about telling her that the studio, Robert confronts her about telling the studio that he was unfit to direct the summer camp remake and that she was offered an executive producer spot in the film. So it's just airing out more long and more like more uh, drama between the two. Trying which to set doesn't up. matter. Yeah. Um, so, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, but he goes on to say, it doesn't matter because the, the, the remake's been greenlit and with me directing, all I need is the ending. And we jump to Melissa on her laptop. She finds something that makes her say, oh my God, and run out of the cabin. And Rachel, is, she's alone in her cabin and she hears more knocking on the door. Surprise, surprise. But when she opens it, <laughs> there's nobody there. Now we see the killer dressed in all black, dragging a tied up Melissa away towards the lake. Yeah, we don't see her get caught no. or anything. She just she got run, you. Runs out of the cab. Next thing you know, she's caught bound. She's all tied up. And the killer drags her to the end of the docks. She's trying to struggle. And we get a shot of someone watching the control room, which we assume is watched because he's old man hands. And, um, <laughs> old man hands. Well, not that old, but you can tell they're definitely yeah. hands of an older person. Eric Robert hands. Eric Robert hands. And Melissa's lip ring gets caught on the nail on the docks. She gets ripped out of her as... The t- killer tosses her laptop into the lake. And Melissa says, you better hope I don't float. And then just starts laughing like a crazy goth person or something. Which she is. Yeah. And then the killer just like kicks her in the water. She sinks. Just she drowns. Rolls her in the water. Yeah. So. She's gone now. Fade to black. What an anticlimactic death. Yeah. You know I mean? I liked her. She was interested. We didn't see her get caught. We didn't see what she was trying to upload to the computer. She was kind of the going to be kind of an interesting antagonist to the story. She had nope. potential. I, I said, yeah. She did potential to be more than what she right. was. Way yeah. more than what she was. Um, 
so I'm skipping ahead a few scenes because it's just kids working on various tasks around the camp, like cleaning up and doing bullshit. Uh, and to clean the gutters, Matt's, Matt finds a hidden wire which leads him to a cell phone signal blocker. He turns it off and they now all have cell phones again. Yay, we're free. Yeah. Um, and Sarah gets a text that reads, where are you? I called your house. Your mom said you left, but she doesn't know where. What the fuck? Call me. And it immediately gets a note saying your account's been suspended. Uh, so no, her service wasn't canceled again. Just like, uh, I guess, what was it, Katie's yeah. or something? Back in the kitchen, Ming War, whatever his fucking name is, uh, he's doing some cleaning, and he hears noises coming from the walk-in freezer. So, of course, he goes inside, which is suddenly working now. It's icy. I mean, you see, like, yeah, the cold, cold air. And he pulls out his cell phone, notices he has reception, but then the door closes behind him, locking him in. He uses his phone as a flashlight and finds that the, the, the dead and frozen bodies of some of the kids, and I think John's there all of a sudden, too. I don't know why he's there, Yeah, but he's, his body's in the freezer now. And yeah, the guy who died of a tight shirt attack yeah. is now chopped up in the freezer. Yeah, it's like, what? What the fuck? Uh, so he starts screaming, banging on the door for help, but out of nowhere he gets stabbed in the back, and then his body's like somehow lifted off the ground. And I call major bullshit on this kill. Like, like super bullshit. How, did, how could this happen? Yeah, like, where the fuck does the killer come from? I mean, is, like, is it's there a, a secret... small walk-in yeah. freezer. Is there a he secret tried, He's only way? one way in. Yeah. And he's banging on it, trying to get out. How can someone come up from behind him and kill... What is going on? Yeah, the door, huh? never, the door never opens once it's shut. It's not a big room. He'd easily be able to see if somebody else was in there besides the dead bodies. So the only other theory I have is that the killer was lying in wait in the cooler. Just like lying for there under... Waiting his, for someone, you know, someone to come, to come in. in. Which is... It makes Bullshit. no sense. That makes no sense. So back at the pavilion, the remaining kids, except for Adrian, are sitting around talking about the cell phone jammer and asking why our accounts are all canceled. Um, Rachel enters the kitchen. She hears thumping, opens the freezer, finds the dead bodies. She screams. Eek. Turns out the one guy is still barely alive. He's hanging on a meat hook. She backs out of the freezer and gets grabbed from behind and pinned down on like the countertop or something. She struggles. She's trying to reach, like, the hot water hose. But the killer is, like, able to, like, grab a bottle of some sort of, like, green liquid and pours it down her throat. And it looks like antifreeze, only it's green. And for apparently it turns out to be acid. Because, like, <laughs> smoke starts coming yeah. out of her mouth. Yeah, and as soon as it touches her skin, <laughs> she begins burning. And we hear, like, the hissing sounds, like, flesh burning. And smoke's rising off of her out of her mouth. And the ash, like, burns through her throat. Like, small little holes in her throat start to come out, and he's spraying the hose into her mouth, and you can see, like, water squirting out of her neck. There's, like, blood and, like, pus, like, coming out of her neck, which is a decent effect for this movie. It's probably one of the better effects in this movie. Uh, So, that's it. So, she's gone. She's done. Which is a big character. Gone. Gone. Uh, We cut to Adrian. She's in the shower running a razor blade over her skin. And suddenly someone tosses a football jersey with the number seven on it into the shower. She screams, no, after seeing the number seven mm-hmm. on it. Um, so I'm guessing we're, this is like her brother's, brother's football, football jersey. Yeah, yeah, brother's number. We catch up with Sarah and Katie who are lounging on the bed in their underwear. Katie goes to take a shower. And while that happens, Matt is trying to convince Vinny to go look for Rachel to see if they have a car so they can go like get help and see about leaving. Novak objects to this because he doesn't want to get eliminated. 
Suddenly, Adrian pops up, throwing the jersey at Novak, calling him a sick fuck. They argue. He, she's blaming him for this. And Novak says, I would kill every last one of you before I get eliminated, and then walks off. <laughs> so someone's trying a bit harder to sit yeah. up. It's, uh, Vinny heads off to his cabin. Adrian says she's going to stay with Matt for safety and numbers. Um, Vinny comes across one of the cameras attached to the tree. He takes it down. He starts going through the footage, which I guess point, this have to be still pictures. It's right. Still, it's, yeah. So he's like clicking, going through the pictures. And as he's going through images, we can tell he starts seeing something that's not right. Something's about, you know, something visually disturbing. We cut the man, Adrian. She, they're knocking on Robert's cabin door. There's no answer. Um, Vinny then gets a length of barbed wire wrapped around his neck, which pulls it tight and like pins him to the tree. And it just gets pulled tight and tight and like, you can see it kind of neck. bursting into his neck. Yeah, you know, like it's bursting almost, through the like skin. Like halfway through his neck, Neri pulls his, takes his head off. Waiting for the head to pop off. I kept waiting for that too. Yeah, but it never did. No, it doesn't yeah. happen. Uh, so now he's dead. Vinny's gone. Um, Adrian sees headlights of a car approaching, but again, it cuts away. There's so many goddamn cutaways that make no sense. Yeah, like, it's like, okay, something's happening. Nah. Like, who cares? Ah, you think something's going to happen? Here nah. we go. Here we go. Nah. It's gone. <laughs> you know, just, just gone. So... We go back. I got to- you, sucker. Hey, got you again. <laughs> so we go back to Katie in the shower, and the camera switches to show us Matt and Adrian uh, entering the control booth, where we see the camera footage that's being recorded all at the front time. It's Katie's in the shower on one of the monitors, and then like them and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Matt finds a satellite phone, calls his dad. The call gets disconnected as soon as the father answers. <laughs> he calls back and just gets the answering machine now. So Adrian tries to call, make next. Call next. And by the way, this is not a satellite phone. It's just a goddamn basic cordless phone. That's all it is. <laughs> I've seen satellite phones. They yeah, like flip up and yeah. they're they're very unique. Fancy. This is just yeah. a goddamn phone. Phone. Yeah. Um. She calls her mom. Gets an answer. She's like, "Mom, mom." But as soon as like she mom hangs up on that. Mom bitch, hangs up. She's like, "What? Oh, oh shit." Uh, <laughs> Matt asks, "Like, hey, what happened? What's going on?" Adrian says that her mother said over the phone that her daughter is dead. Uh, so, hmm, what? Hmm, Something going on. <laughs> uh, back to Katie, shaving her legs in the shower, and again, from out of nowhere, a fucking machete comes in, slices a chunk of her leg off like a steak at a Brazilian steakhouse, <laughs> or like gyro gyro meat or something like that. Yeah. And, uh... It's shaves, I mean, it's just like a shaves off a nice chunk of leg. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. Like beef wanna, turkey or something. Think I'm going to cut that up, fry with some onions, you know, put a little bit of tzatziki on there, some tomatoes, <laughs> roll it in a pita and serve it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just comes right off. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Adrian and Matt, they spot dead Vinny on one of the cameras. They rush out to go like, oh, we got to get to the girls. You got to warn them. So the camera switches back to Katie crawling out of the bathroom, wrapped in the shower curtain, leaving a trail of blood behind her. Novak walks out of the bathroom holding machete while Katie continues to struggle and crawl to the bed where she finds a newly murdered Sarah dead on the bed. Yep, so don't you know even see that. Yeah, yeah, she's just dead. She's dead. Um, so Novak stands over Katie, who's begging for her life, and just starts hacking away at her with the machete. Just brutally hacking her. So there's your killer, it appears. Yeah. So it appears. It's been Novak the whole time. And he delivers the killing blow by stabbing her through the stomach, and he's like, he didn't ask her, Am I hard enough for you now, bitch? Or something like that? Yeah. He's like, what? Come on. Um, Boo. So Matt and Adrian slowly enter the girls' cabin. They find the bloody and dead bodies on the bed. Matt slips on the blood, falls on the floor. Novak rushes up the stairs toward Amy, but she's able to close the door before he can get her. 
He drops the machete during the struggle with the door. Matt picks it up, hacks into Novak's hands, like right between like the middle and index finger. Yeah, or, it's or pretty middle and uh, ring, ring finger. finger. Pretty gnarly. Yeah. yeah. And he and, goes howling off yeah, into the woods. He, he withdraws. He takes yeah. off. So Matt and Adrian now make a run for it. They end up in the kitchen where, again, they hear something. This is the third time now somebody's heard something in the kitchen. He opens the freezer. Yeah, the fucking kitchen. <laughs> yeah, he opens the freezer door to find the bodies. Adrian uh-huh. screams out of fear. And she's screaming a lot. Ah, ah, yeah, ah. Matt's trying to calm her down. Tells her that no one's gonna get in here. That they're safe in here. There's only two ways in. Two, only two. The yeah. cabins have one. I think you're a little safer. <laughs> there. Um, but she's like, no one's gonna get in here. I'm gonna protect you. It's gotta stay safe. She's like, and then Adrian's like, oh, there's a gun in the boathouse. We gotta get the guns. Like, we will. We'll get that in the morning. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. So time, they waited out till morning. Morning comes. The two of them exit the dining hall, being extra careful and very quiet. And then they take off and run for the boathouse to get the gun. And when they get there, they find the gun's gone. Uh-oh. And on that cue, gunshot rings out. And we see that a bloody and now weakened Novak outside the window with the gun. They he's run out. He's stumbling. He's bleeding a yeah. whole lot. So he's, he's kind of, like you said, in a compromised state. Yeah. So they run out of the boathouse. Um... But Adrian now decides to trip Matt. She t- intentionally trips him and then kicks him in the stomach, picks up the machete he dropped, and then with two good hacks, cuts off his head. What? 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 <laughs> Get the fuck out so Why are you doing this? Novak then shoots at her again but misses. She picks up Matt's head and runs for cover and tries to lure him in a little closer. She waits for him to run out of ammo to make her move. And what is her move? Well, this is her move. Uh. Adrian takes Matt's decapitated head and places it in a giant watermelon slingshot and launches the head at Novak. The bloody decapitated head of Matt smashes straight into Novak's face, killing him. It's like breaking his skull. Yeah, but like you see breaking... it, like his skull's like cracked open on top. Like seriously, like, like an egg just cracked. Right. Adrian screams in joy and starts laughing in approval. <laughs> Out comes Eric Roberts <laughs> clapping, like slow golf claps. Like, uh, what is happening? And congratulates her on a brilliant performance. And he, she, he tells her that she gave him a great ending, that no one has ever been killed that way before. And Adrian's like, hey, did I did okay? Uh, and she's like, honey, you, you deserve an Academy Award for your performance. And... She's like, okay. Uh, she is like, hey, I call, you know what about the call to my mom? That you know, do they really believe she's dead? And then Robert picks up the gun, says, "Oh, baby, I'm afraid that part of it is true." He tells her at this point, he says that her and all their parents, including hers, paid him a lot of money to have them all killed. So Roberts now shoots Adrian and says, "Fucking actors!" Twirls the gun and walks off. Blackout. <laughs> What? So, so, so we're pretty confused at this point, and here we have you know we come back and we see yeah we're we're almost we're gonna we're gonna come back and retalk about and try to straighten this out once we get through this. So now we see more audition footage from like we did from the very beginning, and this time all the kids have been asked how they feel about death and if they and if they think they've been good children to their parents. Yeah, and we see all their various answers. And we cut to the sheriff's SUV driving towards the camp. And then we see Daniel Harris pulling Melissa's dead body out of the lake. And we cut to Harris talking to Roberts in, behind a truck. And we see like the arm of a, the, her brother, her deputy kind of hanging out the bed of the truck. 
looks like he's just kind of lounging there. And she tells him, and Robert's like, hey, don't, you know, stop thinking so much. And he says that Michael and her, she says that Michael and her were never very close anyway, and that there was too much to lose. So she killed her brother. So she sure. murdered her brother because of this. And Robert says that, hey, look at it this way. Look at it like a public service because they were all truly bad eggs, which we've already said, they're really not. They're not that bad of no. people. Yeah. And she says that the, and then Dan's like, hey, so the guy my father turned you on to worked out after all. So we don't know who she's referring to, but again, it's that connection. Uh, and it turns out that they got paid $2 million per kid. kid. And there's like <clears throat> 10, 13 yeah, kids Yeah, at here. least 10. And he calls so Rachel. There's 10. There's got to be 10. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 10. It's 10 kids. Mm-hmm. He calls Rachel, John, and the brother props. They're, no, they're just props in this. And he calls the brother then a MacGuffin. Now, Harris comes back saying she doesn't know what that means, that she doesn't watch horror movies. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so that brings us to this week's educational moment. Ooh. And for those of you that don't know, a MacGuffin is an object or device in a movie or book that serves merely as a trigger for the plot. So that's a MacGuffin. Okay. Um, Harris Short on, and sweet. Yeah. So Harris goes on to say that she gets... After she gets her cut, he can make his movie for $18 million. So Harris is only getting $2 million out of this deal. Um, so And she's got a lot to lose being a sheriff and all this stuff. And she <laughs> murdered her fucking brother. Uh, uh, she's, she's not playing with the full deck there, Marshall. Yeah. She's so, not playing with the full deck. Roberts tells her that she really should have watched more horror movies and then hits her over the head with a shovel. Ba-bong. Bong, <laughs> knocking her onto the bed of the truck. The camera goes to an above shot that shows the bed of the truck filled with all the bodies of the dead kids, like half in trash bags, half not. And Harris slumped over the tailgate, a slow zoom out, roll credits. That's the fucking movie. What? So there's so many questions that don't make sense about this movie. So let's let's just start from the backwards forward. Okay. So going back, we just find out that this has been a whole elaborate scheme to kill the 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 youth of the disgruntled parents. Yeah. So these parents are so fed up with their kids, so upset with them that they want them dead. They want them fucking dead, and they're willing to pay two million dollars to have their kids killed. killed and. I want to talk about that for one second because if we remember from earlier, Matt's parent, dad, was a general in the Marines. Now, you do not make, you do not get rich in the military. Well, maybe he got some of that Saddam money. You know, and then they invaded <laughs> those palaces. Saying, like, maybe no, I know maybe he stuffed a few gold bars you get in his more pants. As, you know, yeah. you make a decent, a pretty good living at that point. But I don't think any general, I could be completely wrong, but I don't think any generals have $2 million just lying around. Yeah, disposable. Disposable. Like and, and would kill their own kids. Military men are pretty honorable. Yeah, I mean. It's like, why would you murder your kid? Just because he didn't want to go in the Marines, fuck you, kid, I'm killing you? Well, let's also look at the, okay, my kid's gay. I'm going to kill, kill that her. bitch. I know all yeah. these kids were My killed. My kid had an abortion. I'm going to kill, kill her. her. You know, my kid, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. My kid was raped by my horrible son, and that, well. She killed my son, but yeah. I'm going to kill her, even though it's justifiable. Like, poor her. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. It makes no sense. None. And the whole, like, elaborate setup to have and, this movie and, and do Vinny, all this stuff. who, his father, kills him because he outed 
his cheating stepmom. The father should be paying him $2 million as a reward. Yeah, saying, like, Thank you, son. Thanks. For caught, ch- calling my cheating bitch you wife. You found my gold digging bitch wife. Yes, <laughs> but no, I'm going to kill you. What is going on? <laughs> None of these make any sense None. of why they should be in this camp, why they should be murdered, and have these parents, how they even have $2 million lying around in the first place. This is bonkers. It's stupid. It's oh. so dumb. So, and, and why would you go through all this fucking rigmarole, you have this possibility of them leaving, have them with their cell phones, you know, they can get away at any moment. It, it, I don't get it. Why didn't you just, like, when you had them all together, fucking kill them then? Yeah, you just, just shot just, them. Just go bam, 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 bam. Just finish. I get he's trying to make the movie. Yeah. And he wants to see how it plays out. But use some fucking imagination on your own, but man. But you got I mean, $20 million. Yeah. You know, just... Make Kill. your fucking movie. You yeah, make start movie. filming. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. It, the concept is unique and a little interesting, but it just it fucking didn't work no, at the, all. It, just, it fell apart. They just fucked it up. I'll give, them, I'll give them credit for the concept, but the execution was piss poor. Piss poor. Piss poor, yeah. Marshall Hampton. Pissing. Pissing poor. <laughs> so, all right, let's, with that in this game, let's move on to our favorite kills. There can be only one. Favorite kill. All right, Aaron, what's your favorite kill? This and let's uh just for uh, number's sake, there are twelve kills in this movie. Twelve total kills. That's a lot of kills. Huh. I don't know. Uh, I guess my favorite kill is probably the uh, Drano kill. Drano. Yeah, I like the Drano kill because I did like the effect, the smoke. I mean, it in. Uh, to be perfectly honest, it's like I thought uh, Rachel mm-hmm. was going to be more of a character in the, you know, at least be the last standing or something like make that. It, I thought she'd make it a little close to the sure, end. Sure, you know, but she was killed pretty abruptly, and uh, so I kind of like that in a way. So I'm going with the Drano kill. All right. Um, my, I'm going to be uh, Chokes on Sandwich. <laughs> no, I'm totally bullish. Fuck that guy. Too tight of a shirt. <laughs> oh. No, um, I, I I like the Drano kill, the acid Drano, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it is. But I think I'm just gonna go with the 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 final kill. Uh, not Adrian getting shot, but Novak getting smashed in the face yeah. by a de- de- decapitated head. Just because that just sheer lunacy. It, yeah. It's ridiculous that, that that kill. Just so that's one of my favorite because I was like, what? <laughs> like that's hilarious. But yeah, so that's my favorite kill. Uh, Novak. Decapitated head kill. Oh. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, starting off with our ratings, uh, IMDb gives it a 3.9 out of 5. Um, Ron Tomatoes has, again, no official tomato, tomato meter score, thermometer, whatever they call it. You've always had trouble with that one. Well, you can't can, decide can, if it's yeah, I don't thermometer know, or tomato, tomato meter. meter or thermometer. It could be. I like know, thermometer. You like thermometer? I do like thermometer. All right. Well, I'll try. I'll try. Remember, it'll be thermometer from now. I'll try to remember that. Um, and it only had a six percent audience score. That makes it one of the bottom movies we've done. Yeah, that's really low. That is incredibly. I mean, that's low. like that's down like Wicked's territory, like uh, further. Yeah, deeper. I, in I have to depths. look at that. That might it's. Pretty bad. I think our lowest is a five percent, so that's pretty good. Oof, that's close to um, tender. Because the and the average score of all the users, there's, I think they're like seventy five users or something like that. Right? The average score is one point nine. <laughs> and then Amazon, I don't even know why I bothered Amazon, but it's three point five of three and a half out of five. <laughs> that's what Amazon. I was gonna guess. <laughs> um, plot keywords. 
there weren't a whole lot. There, there, I actually wrote all of them down because there's only there's barely oh, any. Wow. Um, slasher, gore, camp, nudity, teen horror, blood, blue panties, and panties. Blue panties. I guess Katie was wearing blue underwear at one point. Okay. Who knows? But man, the panty lovers love putting panties. They on do, these, man. man. Those little panty sniffers are a unique. That stuff become such a common like panties, 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 panties. <laughs> it's like Jesus, calm down, guys, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, not much in the way of plot keywords this this week. Um, and trivia, trivia. Uh, there was really only one bit of trivia I could find for this, and the film was shot at a real summer camp in the Poconos. Uh, Ooh, the Poconos. Well, of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, and it, the camp's actually for disabled children. So it's a disabled children's camp. Oh, but, so that one guy fit in just well. Uh, but this, I got after seeing the camp, like this had to be the worst camp for disabled kids because if you know, every cab, every cabin had stairs. <laughs> there were no ramps <laughs> anywhere in this movie. So handicapped children is it for like mentally handicapped? It, all I find is it's disabled. It okay. just said disabled. So I don't know if it's mental or physical or both. Yeah. But either way, no ramps, <laughs> no no. St- I mean, just stairs everywhere. Nothing. It was very. You're gonna learn self reliance, kids. <laughs> that's what you're gonna learn at this camp. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's it. That was all I could find for trivia on the, this week. Uh, just very little on this movie. Um, and speaking of also very little, unfortunately, I could not find uh, the budget for this movie either. So we do not have a budget game this week. To oh, play. Well, that's a shame because I mean I was thinking about it and I'm thinking the majority. This is what I was thinking. I mean, Eric Roberts. Brother, you've been in some pretty good stuff in the last, like, ten years. I mean, you were in the... the best of the best. We know. We got it. <laughs> wasn't. Aside from best of the best and best of the best, too. But, I mean, he was in uh, Batman. He was in uh, The Dark Knight Returns. He was uh, the bad guy in Expendables. So, I mean, he's done some good, pretty decent stuff. What was going on, man? What um, is... Paycheck. Oh, my God. As I yeah, said in my I opening, I both... I'm pissed at Daniel Harris, like... I love Danny Harris, and her role is so disappointing. When you, when I see her on the board, Danny Harris, and she's feeling like, all right, this is going to be in it. And she's in for five minutes and points. And both her, I, I think both Eric Roberts and her just fucking phoned it in. She's like, just, I'm doing this oh, for the paycheck. Totally. It was totally phoned in. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and so, the, I mean, just, again, the acting in this whole movie, the whole acting. I mean, the, these guys, I know they're no-name actors and actresses. But Jesus fucking Christ, take a lesson or something. What, a little emotion here or there. What would you guess would have been the budget? Oh. If we had, I, I don't have an answer, but what would you have guessed? Well, it, it definitely was just a Pat Eric Roberts <laughs> you know, pocket. So let's just say Mr. Roberts wanted uh, 75000 for this, uh, which isn't unreasonable. Um, I, I'd, I'd probably go 200000 just because... Of Eric Honestly, I, I probably bust my look because I was probably going to go like the two million range. Oh, no. Because I don't know. I mean, Daniel Harris, Eric Roberts, the effects weren't that bad. It, the production quality was decent. Eh. I mean, it wasn't like green. Like, it wasn't shot on a bad camera. So, and it was made in 2014, so prices could go up. I mean, or made in 13, released in 14. True. I don't know. Okay. I'll, and then Roberts, I, I'm just thinking by the time we add salaries and everything, I would have just guessed two million. I'm going to go five. I'll meet you. I'll meet you closer, not halfway. You don't have to change your answer. That's just my answer. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sticking with two fifty. Yeah, stick All with your answer. You don't have to change it. Because we don't know. You don't know. We have no answer. Um. So that brings us to uh five star reviews. 
These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. All right, five star reviews here. Are there any? Oh yeah, there were a decent amount actually. What? They're like two pages worth. What? <laughs> oh. So from, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. I guess it's Mike Satan, spelled M Y K, S A I T E N. Satine, Mike Satine. I don't know. This one is pretty funny. Plus, you get Daniel Harris, Eric Roberts, and Felisa Rose. Three good reasons to watch anything. This one hasn't made. This one has made its way into my regular horror movie watching rotation. Oh, and to all the negative reviewers, I'm gonna give this one five stars. That's for you. Last word. Five stars. That's funny. He <laughs> says last word because yeah. that's that's a stupid phrase that they use in that movie. Yeah. Last words. Fuck you, Michael. That was a horrible movie. Uh, from an Amazon customer. Camp Dread, to me, signifies that horror movies that are released direct-to-video and on-demand can be quite more intriguing and deliver more than the ones that make it to the theaters these days. Being a rare product of our current time, that being not a remake or reimagining, it's shown that horror films can deliver the kind of fun and shock that we've come to love back in the day. No doubt it's a spiritual successor to the Sleepaway Camp series, mainly because of Felicia Rose and the Campgrounds. Five stars. Boo. So You're basically wrong. because it takes place at a camp and happens to start girl, it's, oh, it's Sleepaway Camp. No, it, no. it's, Jesus It has nothing Christ. to do with Sleepaway Camp. Um, oh, and then, it, and it, I'm sorry, and it closed out with, get this on Blu-ray now, damn it. <laughs> Five stars. That's the closing line. No! <laughs> Last two, from Johnny. Took my whole family to see it when it played in PA. Five stars. Poor kids. <laughs> but I guess it's a hometown film kind of thing. I so. guess. And... Tammy Van Doggen, last one here. I gathered my family to watch Camp Dread with me as I had worked at the camp where it was filmed during my teens. My husband and I actually met there one summer. I wanted to watch it for the novelty factor, and we ended up really enjoying it. Reminiscent of the slasher films of my youth, there were plot twists enough with every character type being represented. Watch it. You won't be disappointed, even if you didn't swim the lake there or walk the creepy paths at night. Five stars. Um... So that, that's it. That's, let's move on to like, just wrap this up, man. What final, fi- final thoughts, man. What, what do you got this it, week? It just sucked. I'm sorry. This whole film sucked. I mean, I fell asleep twice watching it. <laughs> twice. And I had to like sit up and stand and walk around a little bit. Cause I mean, there's no, there's, it, there's so many things that are kind of missing from this movie. I mean, aside from good acting and a good story, but I mean, there's no good music. There's, there's no like, even even the filler scenes are so dry and boring. I mean, they, I I'm so I literally dozed off while watching this movie. <laughs> so bad it's scary. So bad it's scary from Aaron. Um, I was expecting more. Like I was thinking about it's not that bad. Like we've seen a lot worse. But yeah, you're right. It it's boring. Like it's not so bad. It's good, and it's not the worst we've seen. It just kind of, eh. But because of the fact it had like people like Eric Roberts and Daniel Harrison, who I think at this point, I don't even know why she's in just to get paycheck, I guess. Um, and I never thought I'd say it's so bad it's scary for a Daniel Harris movie because I've always enjoyed her work. But since she's barely in it, I don't really consider it a movie. And the fact that we talked about how the plot makes zero sense with the kids who are getting killed who shouldn't be killed in the first place. Right. So the, the, the idea was there, but the execution failed. 
and the fact it was boring and it's very forgettable. It's not memorable. It's not so bad. It's you can watch it because it's you know memorable for its badness. It's just boring and blah. So on that alone, I'm going to say so bad, scary as well. It's just kind of. It could have been so much better. It should have been better. Could have, would have, should have. Yeah, but didn't, it just didn't falls flat yeah. for what it is. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Two. That's it. This week. too bad. So bad. It's scary for two of both of us. Yeah, and actually, it's uh, <laughs> last like five. I think we've all enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. We turned yeah. surprisingly turned out being pretty decent. Like we've, well, yeah. Uh, this one. This one break broke this the broke uh, the streak. Yeah. Let's actually let's see. Uh, good, 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 good. Yeah, almost the last like seven or have wow. all been like five. It's like have been all wow good. Um, <laughs> this one does not. This one breaks the chain. Ah! Yeah, I gotta shake it off. Shake it, shake it off, I'm shake not... it off. I try. Uh, I don't know. Are you channeling Taylor Swift? I, I no, <laughs> no. On that note, on that note, <laughs> I'm not going there. I, I don't. I actually hate that song. Let's wrap it up. Um, all right. Yeah. Remember, wrap uh, it up. next weekend, this upcoming weekend, we will be at the St. Louis Horror Convention, Contamination. You can check us out if you're going to be in the area. Come check, see the booth, see the whole show. Check it. It'll be fun. Oh, before we go, also, I would like to give a shout out to um, Carrie uh, from Kansas City. I just got back from Kansas City. I uh, went and saw The Cure with my wife. I ran. I was wearing my horrible horror shirt. Uh, this guy started talking to me, suggested some movies. Uh, so a big shout-out to Carrie in Kansas City. All right. Um, now, yeah, that said, check out our Facebook page. Keep updated with us there. Uh, check out our website, HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at SoBadIt'sScary. We're also on Instagram uh, at HorribleHorrorPodcast. And then you can download and listen to the show on Podbean at HorribleHorror.Podbean.com as well as iTunes where you subscribe to it so it's automatically updated. Uh, if you're feeling generous and like it, give us five stars, leave us a little review um, on the iTunes as well. Or you can email email us at sobaditscary at gmail.com for any suggestions, comments, anything you want to say, throw it at us. More than happy to check it out. And that note, we'll be back in a week. We'll be at the convention, so that's going to be a good time. Take care, Moon Goons. And in the meantime, keep it tight. <laughs>